Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Net podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory, on Twitter, at Real Cody Mallory. I am once again joined by my two co-hosts, Anthony Dittmar. On Twitter, that is Anthony Dittmar underscore, and Joe Farrow. On Twitter, that is at the Joe Farrow. What's going on, guys? I'm pumped. Me and Joe are going to the Nets game tonight. We're going to see Kyrie's home debut. Oh, yeah. I'm so pumped for that, man. And on top of a monstrous win last night, Amazing. I can't wait. Yeah, man. Like, I tried to play it. Uh, I don't know if I want to say cheap, but I tried to get some of the great brigade seats. And I failed. No, you, so tried, you tried to be cheap. That's exactly what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I won't be this night, but uh, I'll be watching on my couch for sure. For sure. Uh, I did not experience the energy at the arena, though. Come on now. I can't wait for that, dude. I can't, like the starting lineup is about to be so electric. They better do him last. Like, you know, like you always put like the no, he's the come on. You think they're that dumb? They're gonna do him last. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, they put like Kevin Durant first. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why are you hyping it up for Bruce Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Bruce Brown slander this early. Yeah, no, Bruce, oh, there is no slander. You know what he means. Come on. Anthony woke up with violence today. <laughs> what I meant by that. Come on now. <laughs> yeah so i mean you guys have fun tonight but it's lining up for april 8th maybe ben simmons you guys see that update yesterday i, I did that. that it's exciting dude it's like me me and anthony might get blessed to see Kyrie's first home game and ben simmons first game this year <laughs> <laughs> that would be good things happening though like i feel like the nets can't have this many good things happening at once like we need something <laughs> right. that's kind of like a minor thing yeah, so uh, just quick update, Simmons. Correct me if I missed something because I worked all day yesterday. But Grady gave an update during the game. Uh, well, first, I should say he traveled with the team to Miami, which everyone is guessing. I don't know if this is true or it's just rumor. It's the first time he's traveled with the team where he had to fly. I know he was in Philly, but that was a drive. Uh, I think he was at the Knicks game, obviously also not a flight. Um, they were keeping him off planes for a while, I believe, because of his back. Yeah, so that's a good sense. first step. And then Grady gave the update about the epidural. He said that Simmons was having pain down his leg before because of his back. And following the epidural, that pain is gone, which is obviously a very good sign. Um, I know I saw on ESPN maybe five days ago that Brian Windhorst said he's covered players before that have gotten an epidural. And they said, it's like amazing. They couldn't believe how quickly and like how complete the pain was just like gone. So everything seems to be coming together for Ben Simmons. Um, 
uh, he hasn't done any work yet, right, on the court, correct? Just what he's been I, doing? Yeah, I think just light, just light drills and stuff. I don't think he's in full contact team practice right. yet or no. But, like, he's probably going to, like, do what they – what the Pelicans tried to do with Zion this year before, like, he had uh, his setback and eventually had to miss the rest of the season. Like, start him with one-on-one, then, then two-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-two, three-on-three, all the way up to five-on-five, and then at that point he'd be able to play. But I feel like they're going to move through that pretty rapidly if, if he's feeling better because they want Ben Simmons on the floor. So hopefully – Right. Hopefully the epidural do- does the magic that it's been said to do, and we see Ben Simmons very soon. Yeah, I think he's one of those players where, like, you could just, like, plug him in right away and he'll be fine. He's not really, like, looking to get an offensive rhythm or anything like that. You just need him out there for defense and, like, facilitating, and I don't think you lose that ability. Like, when you're, like, you're out for that long, I think that's just kind of his natural God-given talent. So I think, like, in terms of, like, getting him into, like, game shape, like, besides from, like, the physicality standpoint, like, there's not much he has to do to, like, look like you'd be a part of it. That makes sense. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I completely agree, and especially because we already have a player that plays very similar to him in Bruce Brown, and he fits in seamlessly. So it's like you just plug him into those original spots that Bruce Brown was in, and he's in the sit. And like, literally, I don't think much changes. I mean, Ben adds a lot, a lot more in transition opportunities and. And just defensively, he's obviously superior to Bruce, but even though Bruce is an amazing defender, it's just that size and everything like yeah. that. He will he'll fit in seamlessly, I think. I think once we just plug him into that lineup, it's gonna be very similar and look the same, just an overall better team because Ben Simmons is an all-star. Yeah, I think uh, the main difference besides the playmaking is just that size. Mm-hmm. It's, he's gonna help rebounding. Obviously, he's going to help defensively, uh, pushing in transition because he'll get his own rebound and he's just gone. Like, he'll get it and he just takes off. He doesn't wait to find out what pass. He'll just take it himself. So, yeah, it's just like imagine think. imagine if Bruce Brown had like had like six more inches onto his height and was able to grab his own rebound and take it coast to coast in three seconds. Like, that's and, that's what we're adding. And Ben Simmons is like, he's fast. Like, yeah. <laughs> In the open fast. court, like he's fast with the ball for a guy that's 6'10, 6'11. So, yeah, I mean, the Nets will get into the Heat game. They look great without Simmons. Um, when Curry plays, um, Androjic is in the lineup, but like with Simmons, man, they're gonna be starting Kyrie, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Andre Drummond. I mean, that's like borderline all-star team right there. Yeah, it's close. Like, I mean, if you maybe I think if you just switch Seth Seth's first name, then yeah. But, <laughs> but no, in Bro. all seriousness, Seth Curry has been phenomenal. He's just like I can't believe the contract that he's on. Like we have him at like eight million dollars a year for like two more years. It's like if you could switch the contracts of Joe Harris and Seth Curry, I'd be I'd be very happy with that actually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, Seth Curry's been amazing. He was amazing again last night. They definitely missed him against Memphis, and hopefully that ankle. I mean, I think it was precautionary the last time he sat out, knowing he'd have five or six days rest in between games if he missed that game. So, but the Nets need him, especially with no Joe Harris. Like he's just been much better than I uh, anticipated, and I knew he was pretty good coming to the Nets. So. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, before we go into the Miami Heat game, I guess if you want to call it a game, I'm not really sure. We call that maybe oh. practice, a scrimmage, like work on our offensive sets. Anyways. Um, Intramural got- basketball. <laughs> pick up we got some uh Kyrie Irving news that's not really basketball related uh-huh. and it's not vaccine related it's kind of weird like what a Kyrie nice news, events, huh some Kyrie news that doesn't involve a shot whether it's a basketball <laughs> one or one with something in it I guess I'm not really sure how vaccines work but um <laughs> So Kyrie was asked about, well, I don't exactly remember how it went. Somehow he basically said that he was staying with the Nets. Um, and then, or he said, he, all right, they asked him if the Nets felt they could win this year or whatever, being the eighth seed. And Kyrie was like, yeah, like we're obviously going to give it our all this year, but it's about building a legacy here and building like a strong thing in Brooklyn. And they were like, oh, so, like, you're a free agent after the summer. Does that mean you're signing an extension? And Kyrie was joking around. He's like, oh, man, I forgot. Like, I got to be careful what I say in front of these microphones. Like, there's always someone listening. (laughs) But he went on to say, it has always been about being comfortable and loving where I'm at. And I love it here. Once this summertime hits, I know we'll have some conversations. But there's no way I can leave my man seven anywhere. Obviously, talking about Kevin Durant. Um and really, like, their brotherhood and bond, we've seen it throughout the entire time this year. And even last year, those two are super tight. Uh, Kevin Durant had Kyrie's back throughout the entire vaccine thing. Everyone was saying, oh, KD, well, I should say everyone. The media was saying KD should be going after Kyrie, make him get the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. But no. And Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. We're going to see them play in a Nets uniform, most likely for another four or five years at the minimum. And that's just like, I'm still in awe about it. Like it blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of, I kind of was under the impression that Kyrie was locked in to stay. As soon as Kevin Durant told Eric Adams, basically to go fuck himself and lift the mandate. (laughs) (laughs) We said no more Eric Adams talk. (laughs) Well, you know, that was kind of necessary. That was the turning point for me. I also thought that James Harden was a lock after Kevin Durant signed the extension, but that's a different story. I think Kyrie was always a lock, though. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, yeah. He loves it here. He grew up a fan. And, like, Durant was the one, like, we knew he came. I felt like, I don't know if you guys thought this in 2019, I felt like him and Kyrie were on board to go somewhere together and that Kyrie wanted the net, so Kevin Durant was, was like, down for it, too. I don't know if you guys kind of felt like the same thing. I uh, Yeah, 100%. And it makes it made a lot of sense because Kevin Durant, like he's just another uh, one of the millionaire, soon to be billionaire NBA players that wants to like really build a brand for himself and build a life after basketball. So coming to a big market like New York just made a lot of sense for him. And we've seen the stuff he's done with 
his podcast with boardroom with all that stuff and it's his uh portfolio and just his his brand of himself is just getting bigger and bigger and coming to brooklyn is an amazing spot for him to do that yeah that, i understand i think he likes like he wanted like somewhere to stay i feel like i feel like after that golden state movie did that to win he kind of wanted somewhere to like settle down and kind of just create his own legacy and like just kind of like build something and be like that guy around like something i think he found that and like obviously there's some wrinkles along the way. Not gonna lie, it's been a, rock, a rocky ro- ride since he signed here with him being out the whole season. Then last year with the whole like injuries and just not really working out. And this year with the, the, all the drama we know, it's like maybe finally it's like a it'll be a smoother ride for the next couple of years. I would hope. Let's let us yeah. knock wood on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I I know there's some uh, salty Celtics fans out there being like, oh, you told us he was signed too. Like you just wait. I just want to say, like, sure, you never know what could change in three months, four months, whatever. But this is Kyrie Irving's home. Like, this is where he grew up. Like, this is the team he was a fan of, obviously, in Jersey when he was, like, a kid, a high schooler, et cetera. And Kevin Durant's here. Like, if the Celtics had Kevin Durant, maybe Kyrie Irving stays because (laughs) when you play basketball and, like, literally your best friend, like, it's a lot more enjoyable. So I'm fairly confident. Like, I felt all along that uh, Kyrie Irving would be re-signing with the Mets, even throughout the vaccine thing. I thought it could get tricky if you can only get play part-time, like with the Mets getting my max, et cetera. But now that that's all settled, immediately I was like, oh, Kyrie Irving's definitely not leaving. I wouldn't be surprised if he signs this max extension and then signs another one after and stays in Brooklyn the rest of his career, even if it's uh, longer. Yeah, no, like, I just want to – I was just going to say, because, I mean, if Kyrie Irving, he just turned 30. He signs a four-year deal. He's here until he's 34. He could sign one more contract after that. And, I mean, Kyrie Irving, he – this is the team that he grew up watching, like we just said. But also, like, as long as Sean Marks is here, Sean Marks is going to do whatever he can to keep this team competitive and keep his stars happy. We saw that when, when the Nets wanted James Harden. They went out and they got James Harden. So, like, Sean Marks is a guy who's willing to do anything to just improve his chances of winning. And obviously, it has not worked out yet. Hopefully, that changes. But Sean Marks is a guy, he's going to do his best to keep his guys happy. Yeah, like, I, I want to mention is, like, you have two-star players. Like, obviously, think we'll get only three maxes. But, like, we'll say for this point, too, like, when you have a championship-level team, you have, like, very, you're very strapped for cash. The rotating pieces, like the rotation guys, they're going to change every year. I thought people like freaking out that Andre Drummond and he was like becoming a free agent. We talked about this. Like players are going to come in and out the store. Like we're going to get different veterans, try to ring chase different guys that are friends. It's going to change. Some guys may outplay their contracts. You never know. But as long as you have those two, like there's always going to be talent that follows them. So I would say don't get too attached to any role player on this team because like uh, things change fastly and like situations change like you never know like look how we looked at patty mills at the beginning of this year versus the end of this year like that's just in one season you know what i mean so like a yeah. lot can change so like as long 100%. as you're good and uh just another quick point before you into the heat game that joe said um <clears throat> about sean marks he has assets now like if it doesn't work out maybe this year beginning of next year like i don't want to talk it but i don't i don't think this would happen but like he could flip a ben simmons for someone um, he yeah. has those first round picks he could trade now. He has a Joe Harris player he could trade because he has Seth Curry. So, like, he has assets where he could retool the roster. 
So if Kyrie stays and they're like, oh, we're not winning, like he could completely change it and still get another star with moving like a Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, and two first-round picks. So say we want to go back into like another James Harden situation with a different player. Like he could still do it. Maybe a LeBron James, but I don't know. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of flexibility with the roster as well, which I think they didn't have before, especially after the Harden trade, of course. If it didn't work out, they were kind of stuck. Um, They were able to move Harden, not for the reason that didn't work out, but there's a lot of flexibility. And players definitely look at that because they want to be able to do something that's going to work for them, especially as they're getting older. So that's another advantage that the Nets have that they did not have before, especially after when Sean Marks first came on board after the Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett trade. <laughs> Poor guy. What a shitty situation to walk into. And what a effing job he did. I don't think we've oh, ever yeah. talked about that trade on this podcast because it happened so long ago. But, like, so Marks, amazing GM, did an incredible job. Um, so, and here we are, blowing oh. out the Miami Heat, who were in uh, – I believe they were in first place in the East. Now, I know they've been sliding. They, they, lost, they lost three in a row. They almost had a fight on their own bench. And yeah, I, I just real quick, I think we yeah. should book that for one of our one of our off season episodes. When there's a slow news day, we will go through the full Sean Marks timeline and how he flipped this garbage team that we had into <laughs> what we have now. I'm game. I mean, it'll even be fun just to relook at everything he's done because I'm sure I'm forgetting several key moves. Such there's as how a many lot moves of stuff. How many moves he's had to make, and like I follow the Nets extremely close, and I'm sure I'm forgetting yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, you know the game changed when Rondé Hollis Jefferson got to Brooklyn. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I swore by that man for years. Thinking he developed a jump shot. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm gonna be honest. This should come as no surprise, but I was never a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ha ha ha. He's like, I hate D'Angelo Russell. I hate one thing. One thing all our listeners know by now is all former Nets. Cody has a deep hatred for like Joe Johnson. Hate the guy. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. I was a Lopez. huge ice, huge ISO Joe guy. Yeah, but everybody huge. else can go fuck off. Is what I'm hearing. No, no, no. Like, I'm Lopez, huge, so bad. <laughs> huge Andre Blatch guy. Huge Reggie Evans. <laughs> loved me, loved me some Sean Livingston. Whatever. I'd be like, oh man, that Quincy AC guy. I thought we had something. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I like Frank Lopez. Obviously, I mean, I never knew. I knew they were never gonna win with him being like their best player, but I mean, he was good for the Nets. What about uh, some? I... <laughs> Stop it. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> he was like a, a a bench point guard dad, like in New Jersey. <laughs> he had like really good. Uh, and everyone gassed them. I was a, I was a big I was a big Sean Kilpatrick guy. I thought he was he was like Michael Jordan for like a three week span, and then <laughs> just like fell off a cliff. Okay, I was a big uh, big Devin Harris fan. Remember that buzzer beater where he bobbled it at half court? It goes to six. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, huge. Uh, I was like, I'm glad I wasn't on Twitter at the point because I would have gotten clown. But I was a huge Marshawn Brooks guy. Like I thought that. I thought that man was going to be like all NBA first team. Yeah, in China. <laughs> yeah, and then he got shipped off to China. <laughs> all China <Yeah>. first. <laughs> the Joe Green dunk was nice though. 
What'd you yeah. say? Gerald Green windmills. The Gerald Green. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get, let's some, get back to Cats. I was gonna say those are some dark times, man. Yeah. <laughs> they really we were. go we go from that to now like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's just insane. <laughs> I'd just like to let you know that as a rookie, Marshawn Brooks averaged twelve point six on forty three percent shooting <laughs> in twenty nine minutes. Like those are some those are better than Cam Thomas's numbers. Come at me, Anthony. <laughs> oh dear. Anyways, back to are we calling it a game last night? Like against the Miami Heat? Is that what we're, we're calling? Like, we're calling bro, it when you, when you got Andre Drummond putting up the Tyreek Hill peace sign, like you know you're getting blown out. Blake too, Blake too. Him, Blake, yeah, Jack, Blake, Blake did it too. Blake did it much later, but like still, like you know it's ugly. And uh, they asked him about it uh, post game, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I don't really know why I did it. Maybe it was because Tyreek Hill's coming to Miami." <laughs> but like, well, no, and then and then KD said after the game too, he said, "We're all trying to get two K emotes." <laughs> That's hilarious. KD's quote after the game to Vondi. Yeah, I did. Because yeah, aren't you a Knicks reporter? Oh yeah. man, I thought we were irrelevant. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> he was talking about like because they because I think Bonnie's traditionally like a Knicks reporter, but I guess he switches over end the season to like whoever's playing better or more talk worthy. So he's covering the yeah, Nets. Exactly. But we're irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, things like that, like, the Nets are eighth seed, like, tough seed, et cetera, but, like, they're still having fun. Like, if you look at Andre Drummond, there's not, like, a single picture or video of him where he is not laughing. I mean, even KD, like, he's never stopped joking around throughout this entire thing. So, that's, like, invaluable. Like, you look at the Miami Heat, they're 47 and 28, and that team's goddamn miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sweet what? <laughs> So, I think I think Drummond just keeps laughing at all of Steve Nash's rotations. That might be what it whoa. is. Whoa! <laughs> Why did Steve Nash stray? <laughs> nah, I don't know. That was just, just fuck around. <laughs> what a dominant game, though. Honestly, like that game was just pure dominant. After the first quarter, the first quarter was close. Then second quarter to the fourth, it was the domination. Like, everyone. Yeah, they had a. They, the first quarter was real close. They did. They had a twenty to six run to end the first half. Then the, in the third quarter, came out guns blazing again. By the end of the third quarter, we're at one point we were up ninety four to fifty seven. We were almost up like, literally almost up forty, and they yeah. they ended up crawling back, back a little bit. But it was that it was an absolute slaughter. <sighs> Crazy. I mean, Miami's like they've been struggling. Just put it nicely, but the Nets forget offense. They absolutely locked in defensively, and we saw it against Philadelphia. Like they appear to get up against the bigger teams in the East, and like they just have a different mentality. And they've all been on the road as well, like Miami at uh, at Philly. Like I don't know which. When you're the eight seed, the Nets are going to be playing one of these teams in the first round. They're either going to play. Miami, Philadelphia, Boston, or the Bucks. Um, it's crazy that that's going to be one of your first round opponents, but it is. So like, that that's reality, and you're going to be playing majority of the games on the road. Um, so the Nets are just proving to everyone: like every time they go to one of these teams, 
I feel like it's an absolute statement game for him. I mean, obviously they lost to Boston, but Boston just went on fire. Tatum took Tatum like what? He dropped 50 or something, 48 around there in order to yeah. barely beat the Nets when Kyrie struggled. So like it's gonna that's gonna happen. But the Nets definitely play up and they get up, especially defensively, when they play one of these top tier teams in the East. And uh Joe, I'm surprised you didn't mention it, but uh we had a video tribute game for Goran Dragic. You're a huge <laughs> tribute guy. Like you love him. Why do you not bring it up? I for, I I forgot that even happened. But I mean that he deserves it. He balled out Miami. Like yeah, that I mean, makes that sense. Was, that was, that was a deserved video tribute. I'll give you that one. <laughs> he didn't oh, win yeah, the race, but, but he almost uh-huh. did. This one was yeah. deserved. Get it. Yeah, this one. All right. He was there for what? Seven yeah, but years? I just, like, Cody, what you said defensively for the Nets, they had 20 combined blocks and steals last night. Like, right. they were just all over the place. 15 total steals as a team and five blocks, but just like KD had three steals. Kyrie had two. Bruce had three. Drummond had two steals. And then one of them led to that fast break. Peace sign dunk. Uh, TLC <laughs> 2.0 had three steals. Um, Seth had one. Clax had one. And then Clax had two blocks. Drummond had a block. Drogic had a block. KD had a block. It was, they, they put on a clinic defensively last night and it was a game where, Kevin Durant didn't play his best basketball offensively. Kyrie didn't play his best basketball offensively. But it was the defensive grit of the Nets last night that really, really got it done. Seth Curry put up 17, and he was 6 of 10. KD had 23, and and Kyrie only had 11 points, and he shot 4 for 11. But it was really – it just felt like one of those, like, 2019 Nets teams where it was just like – Everybody on the team was putting up damn near 10 points, and it was just like a win-by-committee kind of feel to the team. And I was like, yeah. it's weird to say that when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on your team. But it's just like everybody was scoring. It was it was definitely really fun. It was like a nice little callback game, it felt like. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, they blew him out, and KD and Kyrie didn't put up KD and Kyrie numbers. Neither of them did. Look at the scoring. 23, 17, 13, 11, 10, 9, 8, 9. So like it was incredibly balanced. And I mean, the Nets didn't blow the heat out by shooting the lights out of the ball. Like they shot yeah. 33% from three, nothing crazy. They only knocked down 11 three pointers, um, 47% from the field. It was 100% defense and holding their own on rebounding. And I do want to mention last time when the Nets played Miami, uh, Kevin Durant did not play, but Kyrie Irving did. It's when they made that huge comeback and they ultimately ended up losing at the end. I think Kyrie scored like 21 in the fourth or something. Bam Adebayo, like, he absolutely feasted that game. Like, he destroyed the Nets. Absolutely destroyed them. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is kind of like the games or the team where you brought Drummond in for that matchup. And, like, he did it told his own. But I just want to say, last night, Drummond, 13 and 11 in 18 minutes. He was a plus four, which granted when everyone else in the starting lineup was plus 20 or above, like it's not great, but you had Bam who only had 14 and six and that was his primary matchup. So, and also Bruce Brown had more points than Jimmy Butler last night and Bruce only scored eight points, which is low for his (laughs) standards recently. So like that just shows you like the Nets really did have a great night defensively. Like Jimmy Butler had seven points and he shot two for nine. 
And that's their that's yeah. their number one option. That's their that's their top scorer. And like their whole their whole like nobody scored more than 14. Bam was their highest scorer. Like Lowry had 12, right. Harrow had 13, Max Struss had 13 somehow. But like <laughs> it was it was just a good defensive clinic that the Nets put on yesterday. And it definitely it's so weird. Like we were talking about this earlier in the year, like before the roster even changed, just saying like this team, like last year, our our thing was we just didn't play any defense. <laughs> but like this year, now we do play defense, and it's like it's a nice it's a nice change of pace that it's not always defense is losing us games where we're, where we have to score 130 a night to beat a team. Yeah, you look at Miami Heat's uh, starting lineup: PJ Tucker a minus 25 in 23 minutes, Jimmy Butler a minus 26 in 25 minutes. Bam, a minus 21 in 24 minutes. Kyle Lowry, a minus 27 in 25 minutes. Like, that's just not losing. That's not getting, like, blown out. That's getting your ass handed to you. Like, <laughs> they got outscored by a point a minute. Like, that's not happened very often in the NBA, <laughs> especially when you're first in your conference. Like, very great game for the Nets. Um, Drummond, once again, I just want to mention him. I think it was his sixth double-double for the Nets already. Um, I believe I saw that somewhere. Walking double-double. You're right. And he's only played in 16 games. And he's only only averaging 21 minutes a game for the Nets. Um, It's up a little bit when he averaged 18 for Philly. But to have six double-doubles in 16 games or seven, whatever it is, and you're only playing basically 20 minutes a night. Like, that's just insane production in your minutes. Um, and then Seth Curry. I mean, it was Seth Curry and Drummond last night that pretty much paced the Nets for a good amount of game. Curry was yeah. five or six from three. Like, that's insane. <laughs> After yeah, he no. missed games. Like, we've talked about Kyrie Irving. Like, how is he not rusty? Like, how is Seth Curry not rusty? Yeah. I mean, I guess – uh, Steve Nash's secret ramp up sauce or whatever he's given him is like really just like <laughs> like he's he's been doing it since last year. Anybody that comes off their ramp up just comes in and balls. But yeah, I want I want to real quick shout out Blake Griffin again because he played 12 minutes last night again. Got another opportunity. Granted, they were all mostly garbage time, but he looked good again. Like nine points. He knocked. He he only took five shots. They were all threes, and he knocked down three of them. Three of five from three. Blake Griffin's actually able to shoot again. That's a big – that would be big if he could actually, like – if he could actually give this kind of production, especially when, like, guys like Patty Mills are struggling. We played Kessler Edwards a lot again last night, and he had uh, the infamous however many minutes and not a single stat um, stat line. So he had 15 <laughs> minutes, no points, no rebounds, no assists. 0 for 2 from the field, and the only stats he tallied was two personal fouls. So, uh, attaboy, Cass. <laughs> <laughs> he ran some cardio last night. Yeah, he True. just he just had to get – that's his ramp up. <laughs> Honestly, though, we should, we should really look into playing Blake Griffin over James Johnson. Like, if he can shoot like this a couple more times, I think Nash needs to play Griffin the next few games to see if he has something there, and it's not just, like, garbage time shots. Because if he is, like, back on track, that'd be huge, like you said, for the Nets, because – I don't know how many minutes. I know Lamarcus has been out for three weeks. I don't trust Lamarcus Aldridge on defense to play him in the playoffs. Personally, like he is yeah. a walking statue. Like I think Andre <laughs> Drummond will pass him. Like if he was on the team, 
Like that's how slow he a is. Walking statue. I love it. I think there's some. I think there's some teams you can get away with it. Um, yes. Who could he guard? I think Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Lopez, maybe. I was gonna say. I think maybe against Milwaukee, you could get away with it. Yeah, but they then put, they switch. unless they put Portis yeah, but- at the five. But either way, they're just going to switch Giannis onto him every time, and then Lamarcus doesn't stand a chance. It's just that's just how it's going to go. He can't stand. Like it. unless you have Ben Simmons alongside Lamarcus, that just isn't going to work. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I I still think there's a role for like a 15 minute storm off the bench to do some uh, chew some jump shots. <laughs> but we'll see. Raiders. I mean, I guess a team that has like a dynamic point guard that's in the game, like against the Hawks or something, if they play him, like Trey Young, they'll just attack the shit out of him and pick and roll with Capella yeah. and Young. Like you can't play him, or even Collins. Like you can't play him in that series for sure. If there is a series or a playing game, like absolutely not. You can't play him against Atlanta. Um, even Charlotte with Lamelo Ball would be a tough matchup. I think you can play him against Miami. They don't really have that player, in my opinion. Um, where he could play, like, I'm not talking 30 minutes, like maybe 12 to 15 in, like, a short spurt. Um, I Truthfully, I think they're going to have to play every big against Philly just to throw different bodies at Embiid. And James Harden in a pick and roll doesn't scare me anymore because he walks (laughs) off them. He doesn't come downhill at all. So that doesn't really concern me. But, I mean, it'll be something to keep an eye on. And going on with these teams, one last quick thing. Kevin Durant was asked um, if he's monitoring the Eastern Conference standings, and his response was perfect. He said, whoever is on the card for us, we're going to play. So kind of that yeah. mentality of they're not afraid of anyone. They're not afraid to play anywhere. They're just going to show up, play basketball, and kick the opposing team's ass. <laughs> well, yeah, one, one quick note on that is Cleveland now holds sole possession of the seven seed, officially a really? game behind Toronto. That's big. Um, the Nets are two. The Nets are two games back of Cleveland for the seven. But the one thing to watch is Toronto is one game back of the five. Yep. So the four-five matchup. If the Nets, the Nets would need the seven seed at that point because if if Toronto were to get the four-five matchup, escape that, we would and we get past the one seed if we were the eight. We would play in Toronto second round without Kyrie Irving for um for prob- for any game that we go to Toronto. I don't think so. That's something to watch. Yeah. Well, I know, but that's still something to watch. Yeah, I don't I think agree. they're going to beat whoever's out in the four or five either. Like if they match up against Milwaukee, if and Milwaukee's four, I don't think they're getting past Milwaukee. But still, that's something to monitor. Would you rather play like, Milwaukee or would you rather play Toronto with half of Kyrie Irving? I'm genuinely just asking. I, I don't know what I would want. I would probably want. To play Milwaukee, I would rather I would rather give it a full go with Kyrie Irving than just not have the option of having Kyrie Irving on the floor in a second round playoff series. Yeah. See, I'm gonna be honest. I think um, I think that that might be going away in Toronto. I just think teams are gonna start looking into it. Like, I know there was a Shams report. I think it was from the Red Sox. It could have been. I think it was the majority of the AL East teams were concerned about like the competitive advantage that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to have where the vaccinated players can't go into Canada and like I think that that's something that hasn't been talked about enough across all sports I know the NBA is the majority vaccinated so it's not as big of a deal but like to straight up ban like 
star players to come into play there. Like, I don't know, man. It seems like a uh, sketchy way to just be like, oh, Aaron Judge, like, you can't play in Canada. Like, screw you. Like, <laughs> we'd yeah. rather play the Yankees without you. Like, of course you That's would. the other thing, though. It would be like, it would be like different if it was the Orioles and the Orioles stunk and, like, you could still right. get by. But, like, the Blue Jays right. are good. Like, the Blue Jays right. actually, like, they up their roster, like, a lot this offseason. And, like, they're yeah. going to be really good. So, like, that competitive advantage is going to be a real thing, especially because they are a very, they're going to be a highly competitive team. Right. And I mean, it goes into basketball as well. Like, oh, like, we don't want to play the Mets with Kyrie Irving. So, like, let's just keep this until whatever. Now, I'm sure, like, Canada's not doing it for sports, but, like, still, it's still a competitive advantage and it's something to monitor. I think as soon as Shams put something out there, it's going to catch some steam. And we saw the power of the Yankees. So, I guess we'll see what happens. But Blue to answer Anthony's them. question, um, I would if Ben Simmons is healthy, I would rather play the Raptors. If Ben Simmons is not healthy, I would rather play the Bucs. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Because I think if you have Simmons and Kevin Durant, you're still gonna beat the Raptors. And I mean you have Irving at home. So like even just Kevin Durant, like you're probably taking you're gonna beat that team in six, maybe seven, but um, all right. So we gotta pick the game tonight that you guys are going to against Charlotte. Pretty big game. Um the Hornets are Still a game back of the Nets. Like they're hanging in there. They're seven and three in their last ten. So are the Nets. So they're kind of saying stride for stride with the Nets. I would like to say I picked up a game and I am in second clear of Anthony now. Um, you guys said my strategy was dumb, but it worked out. Joe, win or loss tonight. I'm not picking a loss while I'm in attendance. I'm taking <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I once again, I think the Nets are going to be rested, focused. They know what this game means tonight. I'm also taking a win. Yeah, I would take the loss for the sake of it, but I don't want to fall any more behind. So I'm taking a win because I think they actually are going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big game. It's not a top team in the East, but it's a big game for a different reason, and the Nets need this one. So they didn't play too many minutes last night. I think Katie and Kai were right around like 30. Curry was low 20s, so they shouldn't have too much fatigue. Although Steve Nash did say they wouldn't be getting back into Brooklyn until like 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, oh, which dear. definitely has an impact on you. I know they're professional athletes and they do it often. Well, I shouldn't say often, a couple times a year, but that definitely has an impact. So we'll see. But I think the Nets are going to come out on top as well. Anything we missed? Anything else you guys want to talk about real quick? Or are we good? Uh think we're all good i'm excited to see Kyrie irving play at home tonight very excited as well all right thank you for tuning into the sports ethos nets podcast with anthony joe and cody Kyrie irving back at the place tonight it's gonna be a movie enjoy yourself joe and anthony let's go nets When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.